0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at the church at Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting the church slash give.
1: Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It's the only time that F is good. Making F's in school is bad. F's at, at Thanksgiving good. Family, food, and football. Amen. That's a lot of good Fs good right there. I hope you enjoyed a lot of that. Uh, thanks for being here. If you haven't caught on by now, it's Christmas, baby. It's Christmas. Welcome to December. Uh, got a call from a Southwest Airline pilot that he saw the church when he flew over. So the church is well lit, if you hadn't seen it. I'm kidding. He didn't call me. But it is very lit up, all right? So it uh, uh, looks beautiful. Love that. Toby Ratliff and his team did that, so we're grateful for that. Uh, grateful to him to do that. Um, so, this holiday season, as we jump into the messages, it, you know, it's kind of like Easter. You don't have a lot of texts for Christmas or anything like that. You don't have a lot of texts for Easter. But what I wanted to do this holiday season, I really only have about three Sundays that uh, really are messages. But I wanted to take three very key figures at the birth of Jesus. And what we know is a Christmas story. And I wanted to look at those in the backdrop of experiencing God. We, you know, experiencing God has been the series we've been in all fall. And I jumped out last week for a little bit for Thanksgiving. But, but I wanted to kind of look at three Sundays in December, first, 8, and 15. Backdrop with key, key people in the Christmas story. What we know the Christmas story is. And I want you to see it with those seven realities that they walk through. And as I looked at that, I thought, man, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. You don't, they didn't, experiencing God wasn't there then, necessarily, the book itself, but, but it was to, to an extent. I want to pop up the diagram, Brad, if you've got that. I want to pop that up just to familiarize yourself with that. This is the seven realities that we talked about this fall And I don't want to go through them right now because I want to jump into this text. But I want you to kind of look at that, get that in your head, and we're going to walk through that uh, today. So what we're going to do today is I want to look at Mary, and I want to look at Joseph. And I want to look at their story, their encounters, and I want you to see them in the light of these seven realities because I think it speaks not only to them then— but to us today, because God isn't changing. God doesn't change. God still speaks today, my friends. He still speaks the same way. When he gets your attention, he uses the same basic diagram or same basic experience to get to you. Here's what I don't want to happen this Christmas season. I don't want it to be about information about Jesus. I want it to be about an experience with the king. I want you to experience him. As you know by now, Christmas is a big deal around here. And everything in this month will drive people to Jesus, to Jesus, to Jesus, to Jesus. And we don't drive you there with information. We want you to drive you there for an experience that will change your life and you'll never be the same again. Never be the same. So I want you to go to your Bible. We're going to be in two different texts today. In, in, In the short amount of time I have, I want to look at Luke 1 and then Matthew 1. All right, Luke 1 and Matthew 1. We're going to begin with Mary. I want to look at Mary first. Mary's story or um, basically the scripture for Mary is found in Luke 1. I want you to look at verse 26. Verse 26. In, this, in the sixth month, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town of Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David, a virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. You will give his name Jesus He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and the Holy One is to be born and be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who who was said to be barren, is in her the sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I want you to don't lose light of 37. Verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be, as you have said, and the angel left her. I want you to see her. First reality, God's at work. Boy, was he. Way back. Way back. Prophetic words. Isaiah, you can look back at other prophets, foretold the coming of Christ. Foretold him. You can say what you want about prophets that you you may or may not like or believe or believe or don't like. The bottom line is this right here, my friend was God at work many, many, many years ago. What we're seeing is God at work. Reality number two, look at the relationship. Verses 26, 27, and 28 talk all about the relationship. Look at what he says in 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. My friend, listen to me. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you are highly favored. I want you to know something. The Holy Spirit does not come to you and say something to you unless God believes that you're worthy of the word and you'll do what he asks. Is it said of you? Is it said of you? Have you ever thought for a moment? That when God speaks to me, God is really saying to me, You are highly favored. You're highly favored. Listen, I have people that speak to me that I respect tremendously. And when they speak to me, that's a big deal. But when God speaks to me, that trumps every card on the table, brother. <laughs> trumps every card. And and I'm just telling you right now, it is a precious thing when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Precious thing. And it's all about relationship and without the relationship with Jesus the king, he can't speak. So if he's not speaking today, check the relationship card. Make sure you're his and he's yours. Reality number three, we see the invitation. Look at verse 31. 31. You will be with child And give birth to the son. And you give him the name Jesus. You will be with child. Mary, did you know? (laughs) Of all the ladies, all the women, Mary was chosen. The invitation is unspeakable, man. The invitation is absolutely crazy to Mary. She's been chosen. Reality number four, if you need it again, God speaks. Look at verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Can I just say something to you? There's going to be very few times that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to you that he doesn't have to precede that by going, what I'm about to say is going to scare you to death. Don't be afraid. (laughs) How many of you have ever had God speak to you and go, oh, I got that. <laughs> no, That's nothing. That's all you got? Listen, every time he speaks to me, I'm scared. I'm not scared because I doubt him. I'm not scared for, because I don't think God can do it. I'm scared because I want to make sure it's not hot Dr. Pepper and cold pizza working in my gut. It better be God. I don't want to be something I ate. I got to know it for sure it's God. God, I, God I, many times I've said, God, God listen, I, 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 I hear you saying this. I just kind of need you, not because I'm not listening, Lord, but can you repeat that one more time? And, dude, I'm shaking as he's repeating. I've been many things he has said to me over my life that have scared me. Absolutely scared me. Man, when I was in college and God said, uh, I, I, I want you. I'm calling you to ministry. I'm calling you. I'm calling you in the ministry. I'm like, uh-oh. No, thank you. That's crazy. And then I played the family card. Well, my granddad's not a pastor. My dad wasn't a pastor. I have uncles that were pastors. My brother's not a pastor. It's not pastoring, it's not in my family. I, I thought this was a gene thing. I didn't. Not, they, I ain't wearing no jeans, God. That's not me. No. God, do you understand who you're talking to? Let me remind you. My name is Jeff. Uh, I went to the second grade twice. I stuttered. I couldn't spell, couldn't speak. You, you want, so you want me for the rest of my life to do what I hate. Is that what you're asking me to do? do? I thought you loved the kingdom. I thought you were trying to grow the kingdom. I thought this thing called church was a big deal to you because, listen to me, do not hand me the football God I'll fumble that thing I'll fumble that thing God will never call you to do something that you can do without him and the reason you're afraid is because you doubt yourself but don't ever doubt God because if God comes to visit you you're highly favored and you may not feel qualified but while you get up off your seat and begin to move in his spirit he'll qualify everything you're doing he will equip you beyond measure he will take what you call weak and make it strong by your weakness he will attract men by your weakness he will he will hit home runs through you because as my grandfather taught me God can hit a home run with a crooked stick and the reason he can do it is so the batter takes no credit no credit God hit home runs through me all my life and I'm a crooked stick my friend a crooked stick If God is speaking to you and calling you to do something, he has already found favor in you. And you found favor with him. That's all you need to know. How am I going to do this? Don't worry about that. The execution of the game plan will be given by the king as you walk with the king. He will do it through you. Look at reality number five. The crisis of belief for Mary is found in 34 and 35. How will this be? (laughs) anybody ever said those words god seriously How, how is this gonna i don't understand this mary asked the angel since i'm a virgin how's this gonna happen the angel answered the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you and the holy one will be born to you will be called the son of god how is this gonna happen Christ is of belief. I'm a virgin. I can't have a baby. The Holy Spirit will birth this in you. Why in the world is the beautiful thing of the Holy Spirit that it all began with the Holy Spirit, still getting blamed and beat up and thrown under the bus today by the church? Why? Holy Spirit is the one that brought us Jesus. Why How is the Holy Spirit bad? Why? Why in the world is so many churches not want to talk about the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit was the driving force of why we do church? I mean, church is spelt J-E-S-U-S. That's why we meet. The Holy Spirit will give this child, will birth this child in you. There's a crisis of belief for all of us. You may be in that right now. God, how is this going to be? I don't, this doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me. Look at reality number six. 24 and 25. I'm sorry. Look at reality number six, the adjustments. The adjustments is this whole text. What do you mean? How many of you have ever, ever, ever had a baby and not had to adjust everything in your life? When Melissa and I first became pregnant and we had she was pregnant let me let me say something for 9 months it's a 9 month adjustment all right every day after the birth until they go off to college is an adjust month amen everything is an adjustment if you've had more than one child Lord help you because it's even a double adjustment. If you've had three, you tripled your adjustments. Okay? It is an adjustment 24 7. For Mary, everything was an adjustment. If you're looking for God to use you and move in your life and you're ready to answer God's call in your life and you're ready to do what the Holy Spirit has called you to do and you think there is no adjustment at all, then that probably wasn't God. It's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be an adjustment. Look at reality number seven. Obey and experience. I want you to look at verse thirty-eight of Mary. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me, as you have said. Then the angel left her. My gosh, can can you get that around your head just a little bit? Just get that around your head just a little bit. Never been done, ever angel comes to her, says, you're going to be with child. You've been chosen to carry the king, Jesus. The angel leaves, and Mary says, I'm a servant. Let it be as you said. Can, can somebody say capital O-B-E-Y? Lord, help. You want to see obey, obedience? Let it be so we sometimes go kicking and screaming i did enough with mary let's skip real fast down to joseph and when you see them both together go back a little bit to matthew chapter one matthew chapter one when you see it in, in joseph's life look at verse 18 this is how the birth of jesus came about his mother was pleased to be married to joseph but before it came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. He did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Let's look at verse twenty. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "Son Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid." To take Mary home to be your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him a name, Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophets. The virgin will be, fa- will be with child and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel said. What the angel had commanded him, and he took Mary home to be his wife, but he had no union with her until, until she gave birth to the son, and they gave him the name Jesus. I want you to real quickly see all seven again in Joseph's life. Number one, God's at work. Amen. He says in there, "This was all done, fulfill the prophecy that was already given." Can I tell you that whatever God is speaking to you about, God's been working that up. Can, 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 can you just understand that every one of us are being set up by God 24-7 every day? Yes. 24-7, seven, seven days a week. Everywhere you go, everything you do is set up by God. You divinely put you there. You have to open your eyes, your mind, and, and see what God wants you to see. Because if you will see it, he's at work. He's already at work. Some of you are being asked and, and God is speaking to you about some stuff. He's already been at work. It should not scare you. If he's already been at work, you can trust him to finish his work. Amen. You can trust him. Look at reality number two. It's all about the relationship. I want to do three, four, th- two, three, and four together. Relationship, invitation, and God speaks are all tied together. in Joseph, I want you to look at verse 20. But after he considered this, that was a good thing because what he was considering was not a God thing. Because what he was going to do was not good. But then he said, But after I considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife. Because what is, in, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she'll give birth to her son and give him the name Jesus. Because he'll save his people from their sins. Again, the Holy Spirit is not going to speak to you unless there's a little bit of fear and trembling that goes on inside of you. Every time he speaks, I'm telling you, he said, well, God, I don't don't know if that was you that wants me to share that with them. I don't know, God, if that was you that wants me to share my faith with this person or tell my story to this person or do this for this person or do this. Can I just tell you this? The enemy will never, ever, 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 ever speak to you and say, please share Jesus with that person. It, that never happened. So if you ever get this hunch, I'm supposed to share my story with this person that did not come from the enemy. It came from God. It came from God. You said, what if it was me? Well, what if it's the Holy Spirit living in me that spoke to me about that? Give yourself some credit. If you want the Holy Spirit to speak, and the Holy Spirit is living in you, and we know the Holy Spirit does speak, and your desire is the Holy Spirit does speak, and that you hear and you do it. When he does speak, then go do it. Yes. I know so many people that say, hey, Pastor, I need to have lunch with you, okay? I want to talk to you. I, I feel like God's calling me to do this, but I'm really not sure. Now, I love having lunch. I'll eat a Blue Sky Burger any day with anybody, Okay? But when you tell me God is calling me to do this, but I need to meet with you before I do this, I don't really want to be in that seat. Because what I really want to do is I want to eat that burger and say, listen, you don't need me to stamp what the Spirit's already said to you. Because, listen, if you pursue a relationship with Him, and He invites you to join Him in His work, and He speaks to you through the Holy Spirit, hey, That's all you need to do. Don't ask me to interpret that. I will. I'll confirm it. I'll affirm it. But listen, I'm going to be 406 pounds if everybody calls me for a blue sky burger every time God speaks, okay? I need somebody to go. That's all I need to know. Holy Spirit, you spoke. I heard you. I'm doing it. You just got to go. You just got to go. Realities 5, 6, and 7, crisis of belief, the adjustments for Joseph, and obeying experience. I want you to see them all. They're, they're tucked away in 24 and 25. When Joseph woke up, and this is a great word right here, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. And he took Mary home to be his wife. But there was no union with her until she gave birth to a son and they gave him a name jesus you want a word that encompasses joseph's whole life obedience you ever think about dying on your tombstone you wonder what somebody's going to write or maybe you're trying to convince the person that has the power to write it to write what you want not what they want all (laughs) right Joseph, obedient. Let it be said of us. Just insert your name. Jeff, obedient. Boom, obedient. I wonder today what has God already said? He has brought it back up again this morning and he's still speaking it to you that you haven't done. What is it that he's speaking to you to do and he's speaking again this morning that you need to do? It can come in all shapes and sizes. It can be small. It can be big. It can be maybe seen as not important. But what I found in my life is simply this. What I deem not important in an area of obedience, God saw as major. Because if he's faithful in the little, he'd be entrusted with much. And sometimes with that little step of obedience leads to big, big invitations from God. What are you not obeying God about? See, a tragedy this Christmas season would be for you to know that you know that you know that you've never been born again. And you come and experience all that Christmas has for you. And you gather more and more information about him. But information never changes, in nothing. How about this holiday season, this Christmas season? If you know that you know that you know that you've never experienced Jesus and never been born again, Your step of obedience is simply to give your life to Christ. To be born again. What a Christmas. What a Christmas. I said to a guy one time at breakfast, How many more facts do you need before you step? And he said, I guess one more. I'm not sure he ever got all his facts. And I don't know where he is today. But my friends, listen to me. The only fact you need to know is this. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This holiday season, may it not be so that you have more information than you had last Christmas. May it be said that you now have information that you now have experienced through the Holy Spirit, the one named Jesus that will save his people from their sins. Hmm. I'm going to ask you to stay in church. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. Just a quick little nugget, but a simple little nugget. The seven realities of God, of experiencing God. Still actively speaking today. Wasn't just Moses in the burning bush. It was Mary. Oh, yeah. It was Joseph. Next week we'll see the shepherds. Crazy rascals. We'll see them. All right. We'll see them to you today. The seven realities of experiencing God are still alive today. He still speaks the same way. He's still the same God. Still the same God. We've gathered in his name. He has spoken today. Question is: Are you going to be satisfied with just the information about Him? Or are you going to step out and experience Him? My my prayer is that you today, wherever you are, in that step of obedience, would step out in obedience, led by the Holy Spirit, to experience a King that'll change your life forever, and may it never be, may we never be the same again, never. Let me pray over us. We're going to worship. And if you need to come this morning for any reason, salvation, join the church, just for prayer, or just whatever. You need to lay down information, walk up with experience and say, this Christmas will be different for me. Whatever you need to do, I pray you do that today. Let me pray for us. Father, through the Holy Spirit of God, you've spoken. God, your Holy Spirit started this whole thing called Christmas. We're not going to run from it. We're going to embrace it. God, we know that what you gather the church for is not a bunch of information. That's not what you gathered the church for. You gathered the church to experience you. And so, God, I pray that it will be a fresh, fresh experience of God today. And, God, I pray for anyone in the sound of my voice that has information about God but has never experienced him through salvation, that they would come this morning. God, we love you as we worship You're the king. I pray you draw people to you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.